Hey guys, it's Shelby, your host of Lash Boss Radio. Today, we're going to be talking about how to be a better artist. Uh, Every other episode, we're going to bring on other guests to interview them and peer into their lives, but sometimes it will just be yours truly talking about a topic that I wish to share with you. So I hope you guys enjoy it, and here we go. So I see a question very often um, in threads, in a class, whether I'm taking the class or teaching the class. Um, It's how do I become a better artist? And they may ask that in the form of how do I make better fans? How do I get faster? Um, How do I get more clients? All of these things relate to how do I be a better artist? And so today I'm going to kind of break down um, some tips that I think may help. But first, I think we need to be speaking the same language. So first, you need to decide what type of artist that you want to be. Whether you're starting out right now, you can pick that right now. Um, Or if you're already lashing, you can still decide to improve or make adjustments to align yourself with the type of artist that you strive to be, right? So whether quality or quantity is important to you is the first question I'm going to ask you. So do you want to just do more sets? Do you want to get your numbers down, like your your speed down so you can see more clients? Or is the the value of what you're offering more important to you? So that means are you more interested in doing like an artful set that's super customized to the client's eye and is very shapely? Or are you just trying to churn out set after set after set? I think that's the most important thing to start with, right? So personally, I like to create art and I take my work very, very seriously. When I'm doing a set, I'm thinking the entire time, do I put a nine here? Do I put a 10 here? And the the whole set is a piece of art. And I think artists like that are a little bit different than artists who are just trying to get each client in and out the door. So at my salon, um, it's really important that all of the girls are offering consistency and quality. So a client can go to any of my artists and get the same outcome. I think that training each person the exact same way, no matter if they're brand new to lashing or they've been lashing for years, that's how I get that consistency. Um, And I have continued to do that from day one um, up until now. So that is a question I get asked a lot, like, how do you get such good girls? And sometimes um, it's not in the experience that they have already. It's in the mindset that they have when they come in when I'm first hiring them. I specifically look for coachable staff and coachable team members. I don't need you to have um, all of the experience. I can teach that to you. I just need you to be coachable and be willing to learn and be eager to learn, right? And have the same values. You want to create art as well. You don't want to just make it all about um, quantity. So not everybody works for a place that teaches them how to do lashes or um, does refreshers with them and all of that. Sometimes people are on their own. Sometimes they work in a place like a hair salon, for example, where maybe they're the only artist, the lash artist in there. So if that is you, invest in your education. Go take a class with someone whose work you love looking at and whether you have to fly or drive or the right down the road, take a class with them. Then next year, take another class with somebody else. 
just because I took one volume class doesn't mean I mastered volume. I took a ton of volume classes and I still would love to take more. I think it's good to have a refresher every year, but definitely take class with people that you have researched and you've done your homework on and you love how their work looks. Don't just go to a training just because it's near you. It's okay to travel for training, but if you have a great trainer right around the corner, then that's just a plus, but um, it shouldn't stop there. Don't just take one training in anything that you're doing. So let's say you're you're in a training and you just paid between $1,000 and $2,000 for it. You go into that training and you are not coachable. You are not willing to change or adjust or listen to the instructor, then you are wasting your money. So I will tell a little story. I was in a training um, last year and there was a student that asked the instructor a question about something. And before the instructor could even finish their answer, the student cut them off and said, see, the problem with that is, and the instructor cut her back off and was like, oh, tell me, tell me, what is the problem? And I absolutely loved that. Um, I guess in those few seconds, we saw like that that student wasn't being coachable at that second. She wasn't even listening. Right. And the instructor showed her that by saying, "Okay, tell me, tell me, like, let me be the student. You're you're the teacher. You're teaching this class. Right. And um, she didn't have to say any of that. Instead, she just said, "Okay, tell me what is the problem? Um, I just liked that. And I feel like it's a good example of when you go to a class, you are the student, whether you're already a trainer or whether you think you're amazing. Um, You might be you might be amazing. You might be a trainer. People may look up to you. But in that moment, your role is the student and you're there to learn something. So let yourself learn something. Just be quiet and listen. And if you're going to ask a question, listen to the answer fully before you before you write off what that instructor is wanting to teach you. Another way to not get your money's worth for a class you're taking is to not practice what you've learned. So um, I would recommend if you're going to take a class, schedule out a few days where you can practice on a friend or family member um, and just give yourself time to actually let yourself adapt to this new skill that you've um, learned. So every once in a while, I'll come across a student that it'll be months since the class and she'll say that she's too busy to practice volume. Maybe it's a girl that she's been doing classic for years and she's just now learning volume, but she's not giving herself time to actually practice it. So to me, I feel like that class that she took months ago was a waste. Um, If you are not going to give yourself time to practice what you learned, then don't take the class at that very second. If you are so busy that you cannot give yourself time to hone in on this new skill, then don't waste your time taking a class. And I will say you have time for what you make time for. Um, That's a little nugget from Tiana from the Lash Exchange, and I absolutely loved it because it's true. If you want something bad enough, you will make time for it. So that is number one, invest in your education, make it a priority to practice what you learned, and of course, be coachable. Number two is trust the process. So if you're learning something new and you're rushing through it and you're not necessarily enjoying the time being a beginner at something, 
chances are you're going to develop some bad habits. So take your time to learn something the right way. Listen to um, your critiques and listen to the instructor who's giving you the foundations of what you'll carry with you for the rest of your lashing career. So when they say, um, when they're talking about deep isolation and direction and distance from the lid, do you understand what they mean or are you just trying to get through the set? Um, because for me, um, and if you know me, you'll you'll hear this a lot, to live with intention, lash with intention, um, just be intentional. So what that means is if my intention at the beginning of the day is to make sure that every lash that I place is bonded perfectly, then chances are I'm going to be dipping the lash into the adhesive at the right depth. I'm going to be picking up the right amount of adhesive. I'm going to be washing my adhesive every minute to make sure it's still fresh. I'm going to be putting the lash in the center of the adhesive to make sure I'm getting like the wettest bond. I'm going to be looking at the distance I'm placing it from the lid. I'm looking at all of these things, every single lash that I pick up and place that is lashing with intention. And that is what's creating these beautiful sets that um, these people you may look up to are producing. So if you're feeling like your work is looking messy, um, or if maybe you're rushing through your work because you're getting impatient with yourself, slow down and take it back to the basics. And I promise that will help you attend. So that's number two, to trust the process and lash with intention. Number three is to look for motivation, look for something to inspire you. So it could be another artist. It could be yourself. For me, I like to document my work so that I can look back on it one day and see how far that I've come. And I think it's really helpful for beginners and um, skilled artists or seasoned artists that um, want to just see their journey um, in front of them. And so take pictures of your work and it's really cool if you have the same client that you've had for years and you can see her eye change like as you get better. And it's crazy to think like, wow, they were really loyal to me back whenever I was doing this or that. But um, yeah, I think it's really interesting to document your progress and to let that be a motivation for you. If you um, are looking at people online and you're just comparing yourself all day and you're getting down on yourself, um, that's not really effective for you just to do that in a negative way. If you're going to look at other people's work, um, let it inspire you for the better and maybe take a class with them or maybe notice something that they're doing that you're not doing and change that. So number three, get inspired and uh, let that motivate you. Number four, you cannot pour from an empty cup. So take care of your body. Um, whatever that means to you, whether that's exercise and getting the right amount of sleep, eating well, um, I think that's all super important. Be, take care of yourself, be healthy, and I promise your career will be a lot longer. If you're holding your tweezers the wrong way or if your hands are really hurting, ask someone in your next class um, how to properly hold your tweezers because I promise you that has a lot to do with hand fatigue and wrist fatigue. I used to grip my tweezers for dear life and I also used to use tweezers that like they required so much tension to close all the way. And when I changed um, the brand of tweezers that I was using, my hand fatigue went away. Um, but even the position that you're holding your tweezers can really change how you feel at the end of a really long day. 
Um, your posture, the height of your bed, the height of your chair, that's a really big deal. Are your clients all the way pulled back towards you or are you hunched over in order to see what you're doing? And if that's the case, you need to either raise your bed or lower your stool or raise your stool wherever you have to be to where they're about chest level and you are not straining your neck to see what you're doing. One of the most important ways that I take care of my body is getting enough sleep. If I don't have enough sleep, it shows in my lash work, it shows in my attitude and my mood. And so what I do, and I'm not sure if this is really good advice, but I'm just going to be honest with you. What I do is I go to sleep between the hours of 10 and 1130 and I don't set an alarm hardly ever. Like if I have a flight to make or if there's something really, really important, or if I have a client first thing in the morning, which I don't at this um, time in my career, I will set an alarm, but I don't right now. I let myself wake up when my body is ready to wake up. So if you've ever researched um, like deep sleep and understand what that means, um, it's better for your body to not wake up when you're in the middle of that deep sleep because you don't wake up feeling as energized So I let my body wake up when it's ready to, and I wake up super happy, and it works for me, and I usually wake up between the hours of 7 and 8, and that's perfect because the salon doesn't even open until 10, so even if I had to be there, um, it usually works out for me. The next little tip about taking care of yourself is about having a routine. Um, So... I used to think that routines meant that I couldn't be spontaneous or that I wasn't a cool girl or that I wasn't able to go with the flow. But it turns out when I put my life into more of a routine, I was more able to do more spontaneous stuff and go with the flow more because my life was together. And if my life feels together at home, then my life feels more together at work. I feel happier when I go into work and I just feel a little bit more clear. So the way I do that is um, I have a routine for, I guess, my household duties. I wake up in the morning around seven or eight. I'm usually not even going to work until about 10. So first of all, I lay in bed for a little while to just be. I don't want the stresses of the day or the tasks of the day to be the first thing that I'm doing in the morning. It's really hard and I have to actually train myself to do that less, to you know, not be reaching for the phone to check emails the first thing you do when you wake up. I lay there for a second, cuddle with my animals. I have three cats and a dog. And I just let myself um, enjoy those first waking moments. Um, Then, of course, um, I try to get something done around the house while I'm looking at emails and stuff. So I'm making sure that there's no fires to put out, especially with the two salons. Um, You know, something sometimes will come up on some days. So that's fine. But at the same time, I'm putting a load in the laundry or doing dishes or just something around the house that's going to help me for the future. And what that turns into is um, my day doesn't revolve around just working and coming home to a messy house or getting in a messy car, it kind of just makes me feel better about my day and about my week and et cetera. And at any moment I can hop on a plane, I can invite someone over, I can go to dinner. Um, I always have clean clothes and clean dishes and everything. And it seems silly to say that this is relating to my lash life, but it really does help me because when you do lashes, you have to be completely focused and you have to be in a great mood. And for some people, that means they have to have like clear surroundings. They can't have 
all of this clutter or else it kind of just makes everything feel bogged down. So if you're like me, um, you will benefit from decluttering your life. It will translate into cleaner work, a happier um, workspace, and you'll just feel good all the time. And that is so helpful when we're sitting in the same position all day long. Um, So that was number four. Take care of your body and declutter your life. You cannot pour from an empty cup. Number five is do not overbook yourself. (laughs) Um, Time is money. So... The more people you can do in a day means more money, right? But if you're doing work really fast or you're not doing it well, or you're just doing so much that you're getting burnt out, um, in the end, you are not making more money. I guarantee it. So don't overbook yourself. Make sure you give yourself a lunch break. All of the girls at Pink Lady get about an hour lunch break every single day, and we are pretty darn happy over there. Um, I think if you only give yourself five minutes to eat versus an hour, you're going to notice a lot difference, um, a lot of difference in your work um, and how you feel towards your clients at the end of the day. Um, you want to give your first client and your last client and your middle of the day client the exact same experience. You want to give them the same level of quality. So make sure that you are um, not overloading yourself so that you are resenting your clients or resenting lashing or resenting your workplace because it's not that it's that you are just doing too much at that moment. Also, if you are cramming your books, you don't have any time to practice. You don't have any time to bring in a practice model. You don't have any time to work on um, social media or networking or anything. You don't have time to write back to clients. You just start to get overwhelmed. So um, with lashing and the fact that everything is always changing and we're learning new things all of the time, we need some time to practice. We are artists at the end of the day. And art is a skill and I believe it must be practiced and you need to exercise that as well. So um, I believe in muscle memory and uh, practice makes perfect and repetition and all of that. So if I don't give myself enough time to practice what I'm trying to do, then when am I going to get better? Um, I'm not sure. (laughs) So um, give yourself time and don't overbook yourself. That is number five. And finally, number six, um, set the bar high. So set the bar high for yourself, set the bar high for your clients. If you tell your clients what you expect of them, you want them to come back every two to three weeks with 50% of their extensions still intact because your fills are only an hour, say, um, then your clients will do that. And they will do that because you're going to educate them on how they can do that. That means cleaning your lashes at home or not wearing waterproof makeup or not picking at them and not smashing their face in the pillow, little things like that, right? So set the bar high, tell people what they should expect of you and tell them what you expect of them. And those are your standards that you are going to live by for um, your clientele and for your business. Um, Whether you work for someone else or by yourself or you have employees, it really doesn't matter. You need to have standards for yourself um, and work at those every day. Um, Every client that you touch really should be getting the same experience. Um, Like I said, your first client and your 
last client, your middle client should get the same experience from you. Um, that also means like the same education clients need to be educated too. Sometimes I will see a client that comes in and they think that lashes are damaging and they're coming in for that too. They're just okay with it. And I start educating them on what exactly we're doing and the process. And um, I even talk about allergic reactions and the risks involved there and what to do if they see swelling and, um, and all of that. I tell them everything up front so that they know that they can come to me with any questions that they have, right? I also give them um, aftercare rules. I tell them that I expect them to come back at two to three weeks with 50% of their lashes intact. Every single girl that works at Pink Lady has the same conversation. If you've been to Pink Lady or um, you've ever taken a class from me, you will hear this same consultation come out of my mouth every single time. And I do that for every client, whether they have had extensions before or they haven't. I'm giving them education. I'm talking about what they can expect from me. And I'm telling them what I expect from them. I'm setting that bar high so that my clients always walk around looking amazing because they're not waiting four or five weeks for a touch-up. They're coming in every two or three weeks with still amazing retention because they know how to take care of their lashes. That's the kind of clientele I want. Clientele that expects a lot from me, a great work and great retention, and that I can trust to give me the expectations I have for my clients. So if I have a client that doesn't believe in cleansing or that doesn't um, believe in, I don't know, um, basically all of the rules that I'm giving them, if you will, If they don't believe in that, I tell them in the very beginning what to expect. Okay, well, if you're not going to clean your lashes at home, then these might not last that long for you. And this might not be a good fit. And I, I set my bar in the very beginning to my clients and for myself, and I stick by them. And then what happens is the type of clientele I want, I attract because everyone else I filter out. So for me personally, setting the bar high for both my clients and myself, um, gives me more of a reason um, to perform well and it holds me accountable and it holds the client accountable. And in turn, I'm just always getting better and creating more because I expect that of myself. So that is number six, set the bar high. All right. So that is all I have for you today. Thank you so much for tuning in um, to the very first episode of The Lash Boss. Make sure to subscribe so you can be one of the first to hear each episode as it airs. And I'm really excited to show you guys um, who we have on the lineup for interviews. If you need me in the meantime, please contact me at shelby at lashbossradio.com.